Welcome back, I'm Kim Bailey, she's Fiona Osborne and this is Inside Exec. Today we're going to look at a different area of managing your work and career and it's how to thrive within a startup. For a lot of people a startup means just one person starting out on their own but sometimes it can be a new part of an organisation, can be classified as a startup. So we're going to look very broadly at if you are in something that is new, whether it's within an organisation or on your own or with a, a few other people, it's new and groundbreaking and a challenge in all sorts of ways. How do you thrive within that environment? I think it would be fair to say there's quite a lot of startups lately, mm-hmm. some of them in different industries. And there's lots of people that have an image of a startup, and they might get that Google image or look at that, mm. I'll go in there, and it's just fun and, and all of that. The reality is that most startups, to work in a startup, it's hard work, often less pay than in an established corporate, for example, mm. and very demanding on your time and, and energy. So if you go to a startup, because I talk to People and sometimes they frustrated by it and think, well, remember why you went there. Mm-hmm. Because yes. you went there knowingly. It's a definite choice that mm-hmm. you make and it's a choice around a passion yes. that you've got or an idea that you think is worthwhile and, and is driven by your passion for the idea. So obviously it, it, there's emotion involved yes. and whenever there's emotion involved in a decision that revolves around making money or making an impact because it's not always about making money sometimes it is about making an impact in a particular arena you're on the roller coaster there's there's no other way to describe it you cannot be passionate about something regardless of what it is and just run the straight road to the horizon it just doesn't happen that way you know we're we're not made that way yeah, well, you feel passion for a reason. You feel that, that excitement and that drive and all of the positive emotions you feel for a reason. And it is a roller coaster. But what you re- have to remember about a roller coaster is that even when it goes down, it comes up the other side and it comes up faster the other side and it takes you around a corner that you weren't expecting to get around or would have had to struggle to get around or would have taken you time to get around. And suddenly you've shot past that corner and you've gone somewhere else. So... I like the idea of thinking about it as a roller coaster because we can come to terms with that. We can accept that a roller coaster is a roller coaster and, you know, I'll just get back on the ride and yeah. I'll just get doing it. You know, it used to be the same, used to be I'll just get back on the horse or on the bike. Yeah. But, you know, <laughs> we can have roller coasters these days. <laughs> That's true. Um, the, the other thing is I think it's be unrealistic with all the information that we have now and the statistics that to think, each startup is going to be that one that you're going to hear about that made it and, mm. you know, broke new grounds and everybody is a billionaire. I think there is, the risks are real and sometimes mm. the thing will not go ahead. Having said all of that, I think that you have to say to yourself, am I prepared? To, like, once you made a decision to go in, you've got to manage your own expectation. Mm. Don't compare it to an established corporate. Yeah. <laughs> and, and don't yeah. compare it to other startups. And Correct. And then also manage your people around your expectation, your friends, your family. Mm. It's going to be working strange hours. It's going to be 
you know, demanding on your time. And if you know that up front, uh, that can apply to any job. But in a startup, it's trial. Uh, you're breaking new grounds. You're traveling a new road. You nobody's been there before in some mm. cases. And therefore, you're going to be discovering things as you go along. And no one's going to have the same passion or belief in mm. the idea that yeah. you do. And for the most part, all they will see is the negatives. Yeah. And some of that is because, particularly when it's family, because they want to protect you from the yes. hurt that they see. You know, they don't yeah. want you to be disappointed. They don't want it to not work. Yeah. But it's also about not having the vision that you've got. So yeah. you might have a vision and you might have this absolute and utter belief that you can be at this point in time. Yeah. Now, I saw a young fellow last night, in yeah. fact, who determined that he was, when he was 14, that he was going to, he was a, a chef. And so at 14, yeah. he decided that he wanted to be a Michelin star rated chef. And not just a, just one star, but he was going as far <laughs> as he could. Yeah, he was going to have three stars when he was 14. Now yeah. he's 25 now and still has that absolute and utter belief in himself. Mm-hmm. He doubts his own skill and he mm-hmm. re- feels like he still needs training, this training, that. But he's got now some unconscious competency in mm-hmm. what he's doing. And he doesn't realise that because he's come so far already. Yes. And that's the other thing in terms of you and a startup and thriving is that yeah. you have to give yourself some mechanism for reviewing how mm. far you have come. Yes. Because, that if anything, it's much faster. You gain skills much faster. Because, because you have to. You have to, but you have more responsibility. It's yeah. only a small group of people. Yeah. You can't afford to have three million staff when yeah. you know, yeah. your funds are not there. So you're learning much faster. You get more responsibility. You're surrounded by passionate people who want to make things happen. So you're learning skills, both technical and non-technical skills, very, very fast. And it's extremely satisfying. So to go back and keep measuring, as you said, is wonderful because you kept saying, well, even if this falls over, Mm. in three months, I actually, I couldn't do this before. Now I can do all those three things. Now I can say I'm skilled in or whatever Mm. it is. Two things occur to me too in all of that is that sometimes there will be startups where you can't talk about what you're doing yes. because there's confidentiality. Um, confidentiality. Mm. You know, it's a completely new idea mm. that you really want to pursue as far as you can go. And I will put the rider on it. I know it's a, a dampener for some to say no one has an idea in isolation. Regardless of how unique you think your idea is, yeah. somewhere, someone else is having a similar thought process. The one who benefits from that idea is the one who believes in it the strongest and will pursue it the furthest. Yeah. The, the other area that I would like to look at is identifying that you might be the kind of person who always likes to do startups. You're a starter, you're not a yeah. finisher. For whatever reason, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a whole slew of tests you can do to see what your personality fits into to say whether you're a starter or a finisher. Mm-hmm. Now, I live with a starter. Mm-hmm. Butterfly goes, so we have a saying at home, oh, butterfly went past, you know. I, I, <laughs> I have to pursue the butterfly, I can't finish this thing. He's great at starting things. Absolutely wonderful ideas that come to him all the time. But there's no way on this earth 
in the nearly 60 years that he's been around that he will finish a project. It just doesn't have... No, I know, objection, like it's, objection, <laughs> too bad. and I'll leave it there. <laughs> you can try all you like. When I say that, it's not, it's not that projects won't be completed, but he won't finish mm. the project. And so it's been a case of identifying that that's the case for him and him embracing that and saying, okay, I'm the startup guy, I'll start this up. And that's, and that's what the phrase is, start up. Mm. So he starts up things and then he finds the resources that can yeah. continue it on or manage it or keep it floating along until he thinks of the next thing that needs to be presented to it. Incorporated into that is that it's not just one thing at a time. He'll work on yeah. at least half a dozen things at the same time because that's that's how he is. You know, that's, yeah. that's the butterflies in the room. Is yeah. that oh, I'll look after this one. I'll look after this one. But that works for him, and the yeah. ideas flow, and he thrives on yeah. that environment. What we have had to be careful about is that he embraces that. Mm-hmm. and recognises that that's a good thing. Yes. And the next stage for him is to yeah. identify where he can find the resources. Mm-hmm. First of all, identify what it is that, it, that needs to be done and mm-hmm. then how he identifies the resources to do it without a lot of expense, without committing people yeah. to changing careers, whatever else it is. And so the, you know, the, the internet these days provides us with a whole mm-hmm. range of human resources of places we can go and things we can use. Yeah. The writer on mm-hmm. all of that is that he gets frustrated. Mm. So he gets to a point where it's like, you know, I've got all this stuff, all these things on the boil, but nothing's materialising. And that's where the measurement comes in. So then we'll sit down and we'll say, okay, let's look at each of the things. Where is it at? How how far have you brought it? What have you done towards it? What have you learned out of it? What have you pulled out of that project that you've used in this other one? And leaving it at that but, but that also highlights the fact that you if you are the person mm. who's doing the startup and thriving on that you've got to have someone yeah. that you can talk to who can then translate that into all of the other things that need to be done mm. and of course that's me in this instance that's yeah. me so he'll talk to me and he'll say I'm not, I've got all these things there and me being the finisher being the filing cabinet expert mm. you know i love a bit of order i love a checklist as you know <laughs> if there's a list we'll do it and so so that works for us in a work yes. sense you know that that's the the perfect symbiotic relationship because mm-hmm. he'll talk about his ideas and his vision and his passion for this mm. or that project i won't have a clue what mm. he's talking about for the mm. most part because it's just beyond my area of interest mm. and my desire to understand what it is he's talking about, but I can feel the passion mm. and I know that if I understand that he wants these things done, I can take it from there and I can find the resources or I can say, okay, you need this, you need, this needs to be done in this package, so you go and find someone who's got those skills, who, yeah. you know, the technical skills we're talking about now, to do those things. Yeah. And so we're moving on. So, mm. so if you are in a, in a start-up situation and you are feeling like you are overwhelmed particularly, mm. then look at yeah. the resources that are around you. you know, find someone. We, mm. we come back to mentoring and coaching mm. and the sounding board areas. Stacks of places you can go to where mm. that's available or it might be just a discussion group on the internet, anything at all where you're not giving away your idea mm. But you're just talking about these are the frustrations I'm feeling at the moment. These are the yeah. sorts of things that 
I need done, you know, I'm, I'm in a startup situation, can't pay anyone, is there anyone out there who's got skills? But look at yeah. the numbers of people out there who are not working full-time for whatever reason mm. but want to keep their skills up yeah. and will do something because contribute. they want to contribute. They want yeah. to do something yes. rather than go out into the garden because they're tired of gardening. They've had 12 months of gardening. <laughs> Let's do something That's else, enough. you know. See, see, you're I like not, Fuliana, they're not going out in the garden. I will not go in the garden except <laughs> to relax. But the, see, when, when what you just described, Kim, is what will be in a startup. There'll be that person who... You've got to know that as part of a group, usually it's a small group, and you've got to accept the fact that the person in charge, if you like, or the person who's started the company or the idea, doesn't know all the answers. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it is embarking on new journey, and there is another person who's very keen to make sure we got processes, order, and we do finish what we started and get the results. So again, that team has to complement each other, but the other thing is I keep hearing is somebody says, I oh, know I wanted to work for a startup and now I'm finding I'm doing really routine work. Well, hello, yes, you are, because guess what? Things, processes have to be established. Yeah. You, if you're going for licenses of any kind, you have to follow certain thing and to be even eligible to apply. Mm -hmm. Then you have to have audits and you have to have all those things. Nobody's going to have any startup that doesn't stand. It's solid and it's got the foundation, and it's legal and compliant and all the rest of it. So every exciting idea, it's got the routine stuff. To me, there is nothing but upside in working for um, a startup. If you're talking about the money, well, don't go there because <laughs> don't expect it to be straight away. In the future, if it's successful, you're mm. going to be very, very well rewarded. If not, then you're still rewarded because you've got so much out of learning, yeah. growing your skills and having that journey. And yeah, you work hard, but you're able to use it for your next career move or for your next own startup. And, and it's education. In that sense, it's education that you would not have paid for. Yes. So, you know, had someone come yes. to you at the beginning of the startup and said, well, look, you can, we'll give you this base salary and then we'll pay, you have to pay this amount of money to learn these skills, yeah. you would have said no. Yeah. So you've got the education without having to really have a separate outlay yeah. for that education. Are you for a startup or not? Think about it. But once you go there, you get all those benefits and decide how you want to play it. But if you want to stay in the corporate, you also got to be prepared for maybe the slowness of your uh, learning and career growing. So, yeah. you know, it's up to you. What, what it's a personal with. thing. It is yeah. indeed. Just before we finish on that, I think it's probably important to talk about with startups to talk about exit strategies as well you're in a startup you're all excited your passion's there you're, you're ready and rolling now when I talk about an exit strategy I'm not talking about a plan b for if it doesn't work this is more about let's take it as far as it can go regardless of, of what the success or otherwise is what happens when it's both ends of the scale when it's up mm. and running and it's successful mm. and it's doing all mm. the things you want it to do what then? What's your mm. place then? How will you thrive in that environment? Or is it time for you to say, okay, when, it's, when I've got these measurable quantities happening, then I will look at something, something else. else. Or mm. 
when I know that it's moving towards that, I will yeah. start to think about something else. So how far in advance, when you see the progression, yeah. because it's not going to happen overnight. Yeah. It's not going to be, idea doesn't work, the yeah. idea works. You know, there was a, in the news this past week, there was a, a startup that had sold a, what they're terming a supersonic aircraft. Mm-hmm. It, it hasn't been built yet. Hasn't even, they've, they've, they've got the components, they've tested the components. It's not, you know, we're 2021 now, and the first one's not going to be built till 2029. So, what's this fellow's plan? You know, now essentially, mm. in measurement terms, the startup has reached success because he sold X number of these aeroplanes for when they do get built. Yeah. So, what does he do now, and how far? back can we go that he knew this negotiation was happening and that the end result would be that they, these people would buy the planes so mm-hmm. how far back did he start thinking about what's the next thing I'm going to work on mm-hmm. so if you are a startup person and if that's what you enjoy I think there's always got to be something yeah. that's going to be the next thing so you need to know when the changeover is going to happen and yeah. what the transition is going to be on the other side of this coin if it doesn't work, and you can see it's not working, you know that regardless of what you throw into it, it's not going to work. And it's not just about whether the finance is there or not. It's, it's that you've lost your drive, you've lost your passion, and the technology isn't there for what, what you thought yeah. would develop by this point in time. And electric cars are a prime example, you know, it's still, or solar panels on the roof. You know, we're still not at the stage where the batteries mm. for that are as developed as the rest of the technology has become over the last 20 years. So where do you draw the line? Where do you say, okay, well, I'll put that idea just on hold and keep an idea of what's happening in the industry, but I'll move on to something else because there's no point in treading water waiting for something to happen and still trying to be thriving in that environment without something else to occupy your mind because Mm -hmm. if you're a startup person, Mm. you are a driven person. Yeah. You need to be doing things. You need to That's be working right. on stuff. You need the excitement. You need almost the uncertainty mm. of not knowing whether that will work or not. So you know that's your personality. You've got to have things that are keeping you going. It could be that you've got to a point where it's not going to mature to the way you thought about it, but you've got something new mm. and very usable. You're able to sell it to someone that will help them in their existing business. So, don't know, particularly with the technology ones, the technological mm. startup. So, it could help that. So, your achievement wasn't the ultimate goal that you set yourself, but you still achieve. You yeah. still made money. You still have a complete product. Mm. It's a different product. And then you go on to something else. Now, I think we've covered everything that I wish to cover on this topic. And I know Fuliana finished her talking ages ago because she did try to do the trial close, but you know, she still needs Oh, gee, I didn't even realise. We shall leave it there for today. I'm Kim Bailey. She's Fuliana Osborne. This is Inside Exec.